back. Oh, it's timing. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're just gonna keep that in. I had the metronome on a garage band. We're a very technical crew. Why are you talking like that? I don't know. <laughs> Multiple days have happened since the last time we have uh, spoken of song and dance. Many moons have passed. Mm -hmm. And I'm a crazy person, I guess, this morning, because I'm talking... You're just using all kinds of weird voices. Different eras of... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. Do we want to start with the explanation as to why? We might as well. Do we want to just blow past it and go right into what we want to start doing now? let's, Let's talk about it. Yeah. So we we were doing the podcast for a few months, and we were going very strong. And um, a couple life changes had happened with both of us Mm -hmm. in regards to our employment, where we we switched over to different positions, completely different jobs. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'll tee that off to you. Yeah. um, I don't know. I... It feels like... This feels like kind of a lame excuse, almost, but like... This, it is what it is. Um, basically, so when we started the podcast, I was working as a news blogger. And so it was really easy for me to just have all of this information about the latest stories, the latest news, just at my fingertips all the time. And it was really easy for me when podcast day came around to just say, okay, what were the most interesting stories that I wrote this week? And then I could just talk about those. And it didn't really require a lot of effort or searching and I kind of knew what people were interested in and I knew you know because I was seeing what people were responding to on social media and what people were responding to on our site and so I just kind of knew what people wanted to hear about and then I stopped doing that job and switched to something in a totally different sphere which like that was a very good decision for me personally but as far as the podcast goes it made finding stories a little more challenging because I felt like I I wasn't as tapped in to what people wanted to hear. And it's not that I wasn't reading the news. It's not that I'm not reading the news now. You didn't but think you were up to date enough to like jump in. I didn't and be know the host what the it. I didn't know what the latest things were and what the, the most um yeah, like the you most attention-grabbing like You weren't things. plugged into the network anymore. Yeah, and so it got to a point where I felt like I was searching for controversy mm-hmm. rather than just searching for stories that I wanted to talk about. And mm-hmm. so whenever we got to my segment, like, it felt very forced. It didn't feel genuine at all. Like, I felt like I was just looking to kind of almost like to stir up trouble in a sense. And yeah. I didn't like that. And so when things got busy in our life just in general like we we just moved a couple months ago we bought a new car like we had a bunch of big changes happen in our life and when those happened like I was already like not feeling super driven to podcast and so when stuff started happening in our life that made podcasting a little more difficult I definitely used it as an excuse to be like we don't need to podcast anymore like we've just got too much going on like I totally used it as an excuse to just stop because I wasn't enjoying it anymore well you weren't alone there I think we both 
once we started figuring out like there's there's your professional goals that you have with wanting to do the podcast weekly Mm -hmm. and you think it's easy because that's the only goal that you have in mind but then Uh once you start branching out and you're thinking oh we live in a house where there are people upstairs that have cloven hooves (laughs) and are stomping everywhere Uh and we can't hear anything we can't sleep and it was that's a podcast of its own we could do a whole episode about that lovely we'd have to change the names airing of grievances but (laughs) It was enough to make us have to make multiple life-changing uh, ev- like things in a very small amount of time. Yeah. So I, I think the main point of this is that we're looking to switch up the format, right? Yes. Where we're not looking to, to keep up with – we don't want to be controversial Alex Jones types. Like, let's let's, uh-huh. let's stir the pot. Let's talk about the third. Yeah, that and that's what, I, that's what I felt like I was doing in a sense. I felt like I was trying to find just the most outrageous story. Mm. And, and look, this yeah. is a bad tee off to what we're about to talk about now because we we're going right into some controversy. An story, but but anyways, is there anything else that you want to say on. for this? Anything else that that the fans need to know? I don't, Alex, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I named Jay, Alex. Alex, are you still you out there, Jay? Jay's out. Do you there. still like us? Jay just um, commented on my YouTube video. Oh, really? Which oh, that's good. Uh, if you're wondering, Jay, why this hasn't happened? None of the YouTube <laughs> stuff has been happening. That's also been along with this, but. Um, that that doesn't mean I haven't been working on video work. It's just yeah. been for an actual like business, mm-hmm. and, and again different. Not for my directions. my own, but still so much fun, mm-hmm. so much work that that just blew my mind. But let's backtrack a little bit, course correct, go into the story. And, well, do you uh, want to explain a little bit more about kind of what we're gonna do moving nah, forward? Yeah, probably. At least Man, I'm just so excited to talk bit. about this because I've been wanting to talk about this for so long with people. I can tell. We'll do a quick... Um... The, the format's pretty simple. It, it's my segment, like what we usually do with, with entertainment and movie news, and, and we try to branch out a little bit more. We talk about Hollywood stories. We talk about things that are going on in our life, mm-hmm. and, and it's a lot more like a person that is steeped in the lore of something versus somebody that is a casual consumer, right? Yes. And so, I, am, I am that casual consumer, in case so, anyone was confused. <laughs> I know I know most characters in every Marvel DC universe, right? Yeah. You do not. I don't. What happens if we put us in a room together? Well, we get married, first of all. But second, we actually have really hard-hitting conversations because part well, most of the time, you don't give a crap what I'm thinking <laughs> about. And, and, and It's not that I don't care <laughs> not, what you're I thinking said that about. Wrong. That's not. Well, let's... No, because what am I thinking about? Oh, well, Star Wars used to be canonically correct with the expanded well, universe. Well, yeah, when that stuff comes up. But, like, I do care about your beliefs and views in general. Yes. Like, we are married. <laughs> For a couple years. Yeah, two That's more years. Contract. About two you guys more. don't know, we, um, Nat made me sign a contract when we got okay. married so that after five years of marriage, it kind of... Uh, she 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 can re up or she can she can, we can move on. We can resign the lease or. Well, I don't have a choice. Like <laughs> I can't. It's just kind of like a, you still want me. Oh boy, we're we're deviating a bit. But yeah, so essentially, we're just not going to. The format's the same. You're just a you're just the the average. But we're average not going Joe to have in a, in a world of crazy movie stuff. But we're not going to have the like my political segment, and I think this is going to help the show just feel a little more. 
um, well-rounded and a little, because it was, like, it was very jarring going from, let's talk about how Trump's fucking over immigrants, to Mm -hmm. let's talk about who's going to star in the next Batman movie. Like, that was a really jarring transition in and of itself. And I think the show is just going to feel a little more unified and a little easier to just go for 30 minutes. Totally agree. So that's what's and happening. Already, like, I, I feel it's a little bit easier just to... Mm-hmm. We're just... We're done talking about Trump. Like, well, we're not. He'll, he'll that's come the thing. up. He'll come up still. Because I'm He's not... He's the president of the United States. We're going to have to bring it up every once in a while because of how big of an influence he has on everybody's lives and how much he likes to fuck with everybody's lives. And also, I'm not like... It's not that I don't care anymore. It's not that I don't care about political issues. And, like, stuff is still going to come up, especially, like, with this story we're about to get into. Like, stuff is still going to come up. We're way too long. We're just going to to talk about it through the lens of entertainment news. And with that, let's get into the story. Writer-director James Gunn, you already know what we're about to talk about, except for maybe some people that are like, James Gunn, who is that? Does he make guns? No, he's the director of Guardians, Guardians Volume 2. He's been basically being groomed by Kevin Feige to take over the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you don't know what that is, that's including your, your Iron Man's, your Avengers Infinity War. Everyone that was in Infinity War is in the universe, right? Sure. So, uh, Kevin Feige has been the person for the past 10 years to really, like, visualize where this whole universe is going and, and built it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. He's looking for an out. He sees James Gunn. He wants to groom him to take over his place. Um, but to tell the story a little bit, um, I guess, um, more specifically to where the issue came in, there's a alt-right radio show that was upset about ABC, which is a part of Disney, Mm -hmm. firing Roseanne because of her offensive, clearly racist tweets that were indisputable, right? She had to be fired. They're they're upset about that because James Gunn, who is a left-leaning person, uh, left-leaning personality on Twitter, has spoken very much against the cabinet, uh, everybody involved. Mm. And, um, they decided they wanted to, to make a comparison by going through James Gunn's old old tweets. Uh, six to ten years ago is roughly where all these tweets were coming in. Yes. And I'm just going to read some of the tweets because I think context matters in this. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna. it's not going to sound good. If anybody takes a soundbite of this, I'm doomed. Yeah, yeah. So we'll try to... <laughs> okay. All right. So James Gunn, uh, retweet. I like when little boys touch me in my silly place. Shh. Okay. Uh, the Hardy Boys and the mystery of what it feels like when Uncle Bernie fists me. Uh, this hotel shower is the weakest ever. Felt like a three-year-old was peeing on my head. These kind of tweets that are very much, uh, not funny to me. They're super not funny, but they're clearly meant to be jokes. My throat dried up as I was saying it. Just like, this is stupid. but th- those were the, the, the ammo that they used to fire James Gunn. Huh. The ammo to fire James Gunn. Anyway. Good one. Uh, yeah. Disney fired him completely, like, immediately after they brought mm-hmm. this to their attention. But here's where the, where the problem comes in. Ten years ago is when all these tweets came out. Disney hired him long before that, long after that, mm-hmm. to where if they were doing proper vetting, they would have seen these tweets, they would have known what he said, and they also would have known that after they had hired him and he was working on Guardians, a lot of people actually had problems with him coming onto a Marvel film and being with Disney because of this very situation. Mm-hmm. And he addressed it in multiple 
uh, areas, he actually did come out and say, hey, the things that I said back then, I'm just a different person now. I mm-hmm. don't agree with what I said. I don't think they were funny. Mm-hmm. I was trying to bring in dark humor, and I thought that's where my place would be in this world, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't do that anymore. And mm-hmm. if you look at his Twitter history, that actually adds up. He did stop at, yeah. after about six years ago yeah. putting through this and so the question that a lot of Marvel fans have, have a lot of people that are steeped into the lore of all of this have, mm-hmm. is uh, should Disney have fired him? Were there grounds to fire him? And um, what what is the liability of a business, I guess, who don't properly vet or do and, and, and defending the person that they hired even after something like this comes out? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or how quick you can come to a conclusion about a situation like this if it was the right call to be so quick to action with James Gunn being fired. I'm going to pass it off to you. Okay. What do you think? There's a lot to unpack with this story. And honestly, like, I've had a hard time when people have asked me, like, what do you think about this? Because I don't have a clear, like, I don't have a clear answer to it, honestly, because I can see multiple perspectives very, very clearly, and I can see where people are coming from. So for starters... Disney's a private company. They can do whatever they want. If they want to fire him, they can fire him, and it's okay. Like, they're allowed to do that. Um, But also, these are tweets from 10 years ago, and comparing them to the tweets that Roseanne put out just barely I don't think is fair because the Roseanne getting fired, that was an immediate reaction to something she posted, whereas this was... A look back. A very retroactive... A response to an alt-right radio show. And also... Yeah, the only reason these came about is because a group of people were upset that Roseanne got taken off the air, and so they wanted to retaliate. And this is something I've talked about before, but I feel like, and I have no evidence to back this up, if you are one of these people and you don't feel this way, feel free to let me know. (laughs) But I feel like the people who orchestrated this whole thing, who brought these tweets back into the public, I... I feel like they don't actually care about the content of the tweets, and I don't think they actually care about making inappropriate jokes or making offensive jokes. Because here's the thing. If you're an alt-right person, I'm going to assume that you either voted for Donald Trump or at least are, like, okay with Donald Trump. Or, and you're aware of what he's done, what and he you're, said. And so you're also aware of the inappropriate things that he has said and mm-hmm. the offensive jokes that he has made and the fact that he has been accused of sexual assault and rape and yeah. a lot of really awful things. So that is frustrating because it's like, to me at least, I don't think you actually care about the content. You just wanted to bring someone down because you were upset that a show that you liked got canceled, mm-hmm. which isn't fair. Like, no, it's not fair to target someone else because you're upset about what happened. Yeah, to a show that you like, and I don't know. This whole situation, though, is just proof that, like, like we just live in an age where your tweets can come back to haunt you. And I've heard about so many people going back and just deleting their entire Twitter history, like paying to have their Twitter history completely scrubbed because they're afraid that they said something a while ago that they didn't mean that was a joke, et cetera, et cetera. But they're afraid that it's going to come back and negatively affect their career. Yeah. And it reminds me, sorry, I've got one more thing. Um, so this was... I'm trying to think when this happened. When did Trevor Noah take over The Daily Show? Was that like 2014? Uh, I think it was a year before um, 
2015, maybe. Okay. Maybe it was 2014. I remember it was like when I was. It was right before Trump announced everything, and, and in that college. began. But um. Because I remember we would always be thinking, "What would John Stewart be talking about right now? Why isn't he here right now?" And but like, so I remember when Trevor Noah was either had just taken over the Daily Show or was getting ready to start taking over the Daily Show. Like, I remember a story came out about some tweets that he had posted that yeah. people thought were offensive. I think he made, like, some anti-Semitic jokes, stuff like that. And I remember people essentially making the same argument, like, yeah, like, he made these jokes a long time ago, and he did apologize for them. He said, like, you know, these jokes weren't funny. I, yeah. I don't believe this. Like, it was a, kind of a similar situation. I don't think his jokes were on par with, like, the awfulness of some of these jokes. But I don't remember all of them. Maybe they were. But -hmm. it's just interesting to see the fact that, like, a similar situation happened with Trevor Noah. And he's... He was allowed to continue being on The Daily Show and is doing really well. Like, I really like him. Yeah. But it's just interesting to see how different it can be depending on the company that's over... The program. I think I think you make a very good comparison, but I think this is even worse. Um, mm-hmm. Read a couple more tweets just to keep it in your mind because this, <laughs> we we want to forgive. I think that's the point to this, and I think that's something that's really good for human nature to want to forgive this guy, right? But we have to sure. look at what he actually said. Sure. Mary Matthews just told me a story of how a monkey jerked off to completion on a kid on the set of Max Keeble's Big Move. Like, it's just stuff like that where it's like, I don't even know if that's a joke. Are you yeah. just saying something that weird? That doesn't sound like a joke. Saying something creepy and uncomfortable to, to stir up controversy? But let's look back at the Trevor Noah comparison. So let's say that that happened, right? Mm-hmm. The tweets came out, and it did. Everybody pretty much said, okay, it's fine. Let's keep them. Now imagine it. it's this point. Alex Jones comes out, <laughs> shows the tweets again, yeah. and then they fire him. Because that, that be, is what happened to James No, Gunn. I yeah, I, I completely agree. Like... He, he, yeah, he it's not a one-to-one product. comparison. He was amazing. He grew. He was. T- he's taking over this huge thing, and because somebody brings up something from his past that he's already said he's moved on from, mm-hmm. it's and and it's funny because again the dichotomy of Trump being elected and the people of this country electing him, including mm-hmm. businesses, mm-hmm. Business, probably businesses that are around like this area, probably people that were in this company that made the decision to fire Gun might have voted for Trump. Probably. Which Presumably is really ironic. someone somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my, my honest thoughts on this is that um, when you look at, like, forgiveness to somebody as a person, there's definitely room to forgive James Gunn in this. I, sure. I absolutely think that the cast of Guardians putting out their statement in support of him, saying that he's going to have a great career going forward, having um, Marvel back him up and have Marvel fans being so strong in defending him, Mm -hmm. not excusing the behavior, but Mm -hmm. defending where he is now as a person and as a creator is very admirable. Forgiving him as an employee is very different Mm -hmm. because Disney is a children's company when it comes down to it. Every amusement park that you see that's the biggest, what's the biggest one? You know, mm-hmm. it's Disneyland and, and it's steeped with with working with kids. And, and in this day and age, maybe these jokes weren't as offensive back then. And there's something to say to what's happening in Hollywood with the Me Too movement mm-hmm. and with what happened with Kevin Spacey, especially even just now with um, one of the accusers of Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. has now been accused herself of um, having intercourse with a 17 year old mm-hmm. that that's 
twice as bad as, mm-hmm. as well, I don't know. Quantifiably, it's hard. that's I was two say, times as bad. I don't know if bad, we can quantify all of this. It's, but like, it is. These are words. These are just words, mm-hmm. not actions. They're bad jokes. And at the end of the day, your words do mean something. Absolutely. You do have a social media presence. Mm-hmm. If you're going into something big, A, your company needs to take responsibility of knowing and acknowledging. Maybe that's what we need. We need an acknowledgement from Disney that, look, we messed up. We know this was a bad situation. We're not going to back down on what our position is. I think they made that very clear. Your guys are going to have Roseanne direct the next Guardians movie before (laughs) they bring back James Gunn. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, I don't think this guy's going to struggle too much. There's people that get fired from... Jobs that they actually, like, desperately need financially mm-hmm. to survive. He wrote the script for Guardians 3. I truly hope they use it because mm-hmm. I doubt there's going to be anything crazy in there. And yeah. that would keep in tone with what they need to do yeah. moving forward. But this guy's going to get so many offers after this. And he already is. Mm-hmm. He he was trained by the greatest, the maybe the greatest superhero uh, film mind of mm-hmm. of all time. He's going to get work. Like, I, yeah. I'm not worried about that. And I I don't think Guardians 3 is going to lose its charm if the if the cast can return, mm-hmm. if, they, if they can get some type of catharsis f- about this situation. I think they're going to need that for them to move forward to be able to, like, put themselves in their roles yeah. again and make a film. Yeah. I just hope that they all are, are willing to start just focusing on let's give the fans a product that they want mm-hmm. and James Gunn can focus on just getting back on the horse because I do think he's a great creator. I'm going to watch the next thing he does. This is not a situation like many others. And, yeah, and I don't think anyone nuanced. is going to. And I think that is another thing that speaks to this situation is I don't think anyone is going to boycott James Gunn's work. Even no. people who... Because half the people don't know about it. They don't the even know about don't know about stuff. it. If I weren't married to you, I would not know who James Gunn is. I don't think I'd know anything about this story, or I may have heard, like, maybe one thing about it on the news. Yeah. But, like... I, so I don't think there's going to be huge ramifications. Somebody was talking once about, like, oh, Disney's going to learn when people boycott Guardians 3. No one's going to boycott Guardians 3. Like, mm-hmm. maybe two people will boycott Guardians 3, but people are still going to show up. They still want to see their characters. Like, most people don't even know who actually directed the first two movies. Yeah. Like, this isn't a franchise-blowing issue. Yeah. You know? But I just think it's kind of funny because I have heard people say, like, you know, oh, Disney's going to regret this. I don't think Disney's going to regret this. I think Disney's a major business. They could make a movie of people. They're still going to make money. They could make a movie of people picking their noses for two hours and Mm -hmm. people would still pay to go see it. Especially if it has the Marvel logo attached to it. Here's all they have to do. All they have to do is say Taika Waititi is taking over the universe. Uh Uh-huh. That's the director for Thor Ragnarok, for people that do not know and are not (laughs) steeped in the lore. I'm going to use that a lot (laughs) as a statement in this new show. And I think that they need to also just, like, uh, announcements. It's kind of like what what most of the politicians do. Whatever is crazy and in the new now... Make something bigger, make uh-huh. something crazier. Mm-hmm. People are going to focus on that. Announce your Fantastic Four. Announce your X Men. Anything yeah. like that. I 
I'm upset about the entire situation. I think I can't imagine what he's going through, to be honest, because he is somebody that is very much left-leaning. And now he's in the position of a lot of people that that more of the right would try to defend and try Mm -hmm. to stick up for for the situation. Potentially. And I I personally wouldn't know how to feel in that sense because it's like, how am I... How am I able to be, like, upset and outraged at situations when mm-hmm. I've been now canned for something that, you know, mm-hmm. is pretty similar? I, I hope that he doesn't think that way. I, I was just think- thinking, like, as a person, like, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, if you were sensitive to that stuff and, and you were, um, like, feeling accused. Because he's been accused of pedophilia at this point. And, and that things is, that are truly awful. Yeah. And those, yeah. I don't think... Well, I can't, I don't know. Here's the other thing too with all of this. Cause I think a lot, I've seen a lot of people now I'm kind now I'm kind of turning into turning to my like curmudgeon state Yay. with things, but people, I've seen people like getting, getting really upset about this, which it like valid. You're, you're allowed to be upset about it. I think it's an upsetting situation, but people saying like, he's a great person. He's a great man. All stuff. And I'm like, you don't know him. Like, a lot of the people who are saying this, like, do I think he deserves to be fired? Absolutely not. But... Well, cast and crew are saying that, and that's where people are I've also from. seen people just, like, on... Like, people who I know do not know him. Like, people on Facebook mm-hmm. who I know do not personally know James Gunn talking about, like, what a great person he is. And so it's stuff like that where I'm kind of like, okay, like, you don't actually know him. Like, let's back it up a little bit. Like, and it's kind of the way I feel with a lot of... Um, not that I don't consider this a Me Too story by any means but like how is it yeah that's what i just said i know but i'm trying to make a comparison here but i needed to make that caveat first okay but Uh oh here we go with some of um people's meet with the me too stories where someone is accused and then people leap to defend the accused person and say yes you know he's a great man it's like you don't you don't know him like you like his work and so you're defending his character because you like the movies he's in or Mm -hmm. you like the music that he creates but you're defending his character based solely on his art and i don't think that's fair and so I think some people are leaning a little too far into, like, people are defending characteristics that they don't actually know anything about. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe, so, maybe they're, they're learning it from stories, learning it from stuff online, interviews, sure. things I'm like sure. that. Where, and there is something to say, even though you can watch as many interviews and mm-hmm. as many things about a creator, you still don't really know that person. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you don't sit with them every day. You see what they want you to see, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. But and in any case, I yeah. I want to I want to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, and just I don't know. What do you guys think? Comment down below. Do you think that it was right to have him fired? Do you think that Disney made the right call? Um, what do you think can help kind of turn the tide for the Guardians franchise moving forward? Because I don't <laughs> think this is going away. I think once we hear any news that it's going into production, James Gunn's story is going to come right back into into play. Yeah. It's it's very interesting uh, on what's happening, and of course, there's there's the news with Dave Bautista and what he's saying. I don't think he's gonna leave the franchise. He needs a paycheck. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's he's, he gonna he's do? He's doing very good. I'm what's not he saying that he's not taking he's roles. Not. He's in Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> he did Skyfall. I, I no, um, was it Skyfall Scepter? And uh, yeah, he's he's getting tons of work, but still, he needs Drax. Drax is his go-to. Mm-hmm. That's his Luke Skywalker. That's his character. That nobody else can be that Drax but him. Is- Comparing them to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, because can you see anyone else being Luke? <laughs> well, no, but I could. Exactly. I think they could exactly. grab any large man 
and paint him blue and he could play drag. No. But that's a different art. Totally that's a disagree. different discussion. Comment down below on why you think that <laughs> Dave Batista is the only Drax and who would you want to see be Drax if the he rock. ended up quitting? That is a possibility. <laughs> it's very not possible any possibility. Any John but Cena, any wrestler. Ooh, John Cena possibly. But I want to save him for the thing when it comes to Fantastic Four. I think he could do good. In fact, I was just thinking about, side note, about Fantastic Forecasting. Mm-hmm. What do you think of uh, Andy Serkis playing the thing? I don't know enough about... motion capture. I don't know enough about Fantastic Four to even know who the thing is. Is he the big rock-looking guy? Yes. Okay. So, like... He's Quark's friend. Okay. Um, I don't... I think Andy Serkis does a pretty good job at whatever he does. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I'm okay with it. Cool. Well, hey, you heard it here. <laughs> I'm okay with it, so you can go for it, Disney. I don't know if we're going to... Are we going to call this the NatPat Podcast still? We're going to still call it that. Yeah, I don't know what else we'll call, we'll call it. We'll call it that until we come up with something else, which we might not. That's all for this one. <laughs> um, thank you again. We... Time this Crushed it. Hell yeah. Thanks again, guys. We will talk to you soon.